deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A locked door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I'm your host, CC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. We have made it now through the entire first Twilight book with the, with the lapsed Harry Potter fan intro. We talked about it a lot when we first started doing Twilight, and we kind yeah, of settled. We tried settled. to mix it up. Yeah, we, we 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 experimented with it, but 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 you know, it's just we we all decided it was a little. It was just too you know too 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 hard to change. It's too hard to get out of that habit. It's. Very difficult to unring that bell, you know? I've been saying it for God knows how many... Well, I know exactly how many episodes. 187 episodes. I don't want to learn anything new. I don't want to learn anything new. We were just <laughs> talking about this. The new version of Audacity that I'm using is scary. There's, like, new buttons. They've, like, moved a bunch of shit around. This is, like, the third time. But that's, like, a really good marker of time for, like, how long we've been podcasting now is how many versions of Audacity I've had to update to. Yeah, yeah. It has never prompted me to update, um, so, so I don't know why I'm so lucky. They know I don't want to learn anything new. <laughs> you, you, you luck out because because I I do all my editing in here, so I have to like you know I I I always end up, up updating because they like you know every now and then they'll push an update that's like makes rendering noise cancellation 0.5 percent faster, and I'm like, ooh, yes, please. Um, but but. But I, I will bear that burden. I will learn the new stuff. Uh. <laughs> when we started Twilight, I think we were talking about the forced Windows 11 update. Yes. Yeah. I still don't have it. I've oh gone my the God. entire length of Twilight you, without getting prompted to update. You are so lucky. Windows at Windows 11 Audacity has been nothing but pain. Uh, and it's it's absolutely nothing to do with me just getting old. It's definitely Windows's fault. <laughs> I live a blessed existence over here. Oh, well, you're on Windows 10. You're on the good version of Audacity with the buttons I recognize. Everything's good. everything's coming up Shriekcast, you know? Yep, that's right. I haven't watched the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, okay, making a note here. I've got to put in at least one uh, <laughs> audio cue there <laughs> for Game of Thrones. Fuck, two, two of them. For game three, fuck God! Oh, I need to stop saying it. I, I'm making work for myself. It's a time loop. <laughs> oh, Liz, uh, when was the last time you went to a library? Um, I have gone to the online library to check out ebooks. Does that mm. count? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say that counts. Do you like that process? Uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, I've still, I've still I, never done it. It's great. Honestly, I highly recommend it. it. All of a sudden, you just have access to all these books. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a neat system, and I have no excuse for not doing it because I read a lot, and I, I would much rather actually use a library than like pay twenty five dollars for a paperback, which is what it costs to get one at the store at the moment. Um, but uh, uh, my my closest library um, that isn't the like just the town public library is is one of those little libraries you know the like little shared ones mm -hmm. where people just go and put books um and i have been pretty much every day when i go for a walk around the park i have been i've been checking it and, and like praying hoping and praying that like something funny is in there um mm -hmm. no dice sadly 
Uh, Have you, you ever seen a book in there and you wish you had grabbed it and then it's gone and it feels like just your the one that got away? Yes. Well, so so it's it's funny that we started this mentioning a song of Game of Thrones, um, and I'm gonna have to do so much audio now because <laughs> of this. But um, one time I walked past there and there was like one of the old copies of that with like the painting oh. on on the cover instead of like because you know like the like the more recent printings of the those books have had just like a helmet or, or something on it just like really simple yep. graphic design there was one that just has like the painting of of ned on the horse oh that's sick and i was like "Ooh, i really want that but then i was like no that would be kind of an like a like a, i don't know kind of a jerk move at the like the little library to like just take the book that has the cover i want rather than let someone read it right so i left it there but of course like <laughs> who's going there to like i don't know who's going and actually checking that thing Right. I need to figure out what to give back to my little library because I have Maximum Ride 2 still. Oh, right. Yeah. You, you, you took Maximum Ride 2 from that. That was a real, that number one ley line moment, honestly. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Actually, we might have one day we should do, maybe this is like a good Christmas episode idea or something. We need to rank the ley line moments. Or like mm. catalog them because mm-hmm. we have we have that we have you running into Eddie Redmayne. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have so so many little just little weird things that have happened that that uh, that, that 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 make this podcast so great. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what what would you get? you could give them the peacock box. Perfect, and I'll say Comcast. <laughs> you know, I'll give you a drop location. <laughs> That's if you'll meet them halfway. I will put it there. You can pick it up. You can pick it up if you want. <laughs> Are they still bothering you about that? I think I got another text with my bill or something. <laughs> oh my god! I keep getting phone calls from Directv, and mm. I'm I'm like terrified. Well, not terrified, but I'm just like, how? Why are you calling me? We like like I have not had Directv since I think. The year I went to college, which would have been 2009, uh, yeah. and they still have my number on file, and all of a sudden I'm getting calls from them like, "Do you want to? Do you want direct? You want to like resubscribe to Directv?" Like, no, I don't actually. I have the internet. I can't imagine they're doing very well, so they must be digging deep into their their customer list. I I yeah, I used to live in a place where like we had to use satellite for everything, like including internet, which so I like couldn't play games online for like years because of uh like the ping was too crazy on satellite. That's so sad. But like it, now it's just like, you know, like dog, I have fiber. Like my I I can download like 10 gigs a, a second. It's it's fine. I'm good. I don't need a satellite dish. But no, I was I was curious about about the library experience because we, we have some library related news this week. Mm-hmm. That, that that sucks. This is this is another uh, uh, J.K. Rowling cause Celebra uh, happening. Um, but like, uh, uh, it's been difficult to piece this together. Um, someone on uh, the Patreon first tipped me off about this, uh, saying that. Uh, <laughs> Like the local library was beefing with J.K. Rowling, and I was like, "Whoa, what the? Oh my god! Like, what the fuck does that mean?" As far as I can piece together from poking around on Twitter, the library in question has like a public-facing account that was starting to follow 
and like a whole bunch of quote unquote gender critical activists. Um, I don't know if they were like retweeting them or anything, but like it was showing up in people's feeds, right? And people were asking, "Hey, why are you doing that? Can you stop?" Um, and getting blocked. And this spun out into a whole thing where it, I, I, I guess what what caused this to like go like mega viral and now it's become this big like right wing hullabaloo is JK Rowling inserted herself into the drama and was like it's like 1984 the way they're telling libraries not to follow me a famous author which is like not what happened as far as i can tell but that's <laughs> that's what it's become now because she's stepped in and is demanding it that it become about her of course right right the problem is is that there's no actual reporting on this yet except from like right wing outlets that are like oh my god, can you believe this? Can you believe that they are 1984-ing J.K. Rowling, the most famous author in the world? It makes perfect sense why she wrote the book that she did. Yes. She's far too online. She has too much time on her damn hands. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising, because she's writing these thousand-page novels about how persecuted she is also, and then going online to talk about how persecuted she is. Take a vacation. Yeah, call call your landscaper to prune your hedges before the city council gets involved. <laughs> Yeah, God, I haven't seen anything about the... Remember when she was, like, getting in this weird petty fight with, like, the roads? Yeah, for, like, like, the third time? Yeah, but, like, there's a cycling path that goes, like, technically goes through her property. Oh, right, right. This is the only thing that she appears in the news for now, is, like... Just being a nuisance, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not writing it off as just like wholly funny because it's, you know, it's, it, 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 it's really not the the influence that she wields is extensive enough to like not make this like a like a joke, right? But like at the same time, I'm just like, how, how does she just have this much time to devote to like not just her her like her 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 hatred, but her like just petty squabbles. Like, she has so much money. She has so much money. She could disappear tomorrow. She could be doing her evil silently. Right. And that wouldn't be good, but it would at least make... Because that's how most people do it. Yes. At the very least, I am happy... Happy, air quotes. Um, that for... And, and you know, for as, as much as she is galvanized, especially locally... Uh, gender critical activists and, and as much as she is just you know be just being directly harmful by saying what she's saying i i think that there is a small amount of relief i can take from like i, I don't know if she expected to be this alone like among her peers right like i think the closest person to her that has like gone on off on a similar just 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 path is the i can't even remember his name the guy who wrote altered carbon oh yeah total nobody in comparison right and it mm-hmm. sucks that that's what he believes but, but like you know the the closest we came was was uh philip pullman tweeted something a little a little flippant and people said hey don't do that and he said oh my god i'm so sorry and and like <laughs> apologized and and didn't realize what he was saying for someone who likes to collect celebrity friends like she does mm-hmm. this has really backfired on her yes that's something to take some solace in yeah, she got a little delusional in the uh, the hate DMs. Yeah, well, but like even if even if there are other like awful transphobe authors or celebrities out there who believe the stuff that she believes, they're not getting in fights with local libraries. 
you know? Mm-hmm. You know, the the material action is what really matters, but uh, as far as, like, uh, you know, rallying people to her cause or whatever, it's, it, it, it's at least somewhat comforting. Like, she has not, like, amassed her own little Dumbledore's army of transphobic famous people, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really just people who are already kind of in that rad femme turf sphere kind of flocking to her as their leader. And then, of course, like the general audience, I would say, where Harry Potter is just a brand and they don't really give a shit about J.K. Rowling either way. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is that is still like the problem that I see is like the most solvable that isn't being solved. Right. Because the money's too good. Mm-hmm. Is that she's getting she's she is getting to pick fights with libraries and be awful to people online purely because of who she is and, and, and what she means to WB and Bloomsbury and all these uh other organizations, right? There's probably something coming. We have the game coming. HBO, I'm sure, is doing a TV thing. And, like, we're getting Is It Okay to Still Buy Harry Potter Stuff discourse coming again soon, I'm sure. And I hope that this time around, uh, WB's feet can be, like, put to the fire a little bit on this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in kind of a weird doldrums right now, and J.K. Rowling... Uh, just like getting into fights on Twitter and being really shitty is 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 all that's happening in the franchise, and that that sucks. But hey, uh, it means we can talk about other stuff like the end of Twilight. Do you want to hear what my one that got away from the little library is first? Oh, absolutely, I do. It was um Microsoft front page ninety eight for dummies. <laughs> Holy fuck, I have not heard about Front Page in forever. Yeah, remember Front Page? <laughs> oh, Front Page versus Dreamweaver, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I really don't need this, and then it was gone, and I couldn't believe it. Could you imagine all of the cool images that you could have scanned out of there? Like screenshots right? of old, old UI? Ooh, that could have been so cool. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it'll Maybe. come back. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in our chapters this week. We do. How do we want to divide this up? Uh, I think we go both at the same time. You Twilight Summary first, I'll go Midnight Sun Summary. Perfect. And then we'll just talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe kind of do a little bit of, like, general book wrap-up, too. Absolutely. Because we're done, yeah. Um, all right. So this is Epilogue and Occasion. Um... (laughs) Not an epilogue, just just getting that out there. <laughs> this is a chapter. Uh, sometime after the events at the hospital, Bella is being collected by a tuxedoed Edward for a mysterious event. Bella has spent the day getting a makeover from Alice. She is still wearing a cast, and her life has changed a bit since her fake running away gambit. Bella's life is a little more controlled. Charlie has imposed a curfew and improved visits from Edward. Edward gets a phone call in the car from Charlie, letting him know that Tyler is there to pick Bella up. Edward has Charlie put Tyler on the phone uh, so he can big time him. Bella realizes that they are going to the prom and starts complaining about not wanting to go. Once they get to the prom, she shifts gears to complaining about how low rent the prom is and cracks an incredibly dark joke with Edward about killing everyone there. Midway through the dance, Jacob arrives and cuts in. He has gotten very tall since Bella last saw him, and he flirts with her a bit before informing her that Billy paid him $20 to deliver her a message. Break up with Edward. Bella flatly refuses, which doesn't surprise Jacob. He then delivers a second message. We'll be watching. Bella laughs this off, and Edward steps back in for the next dance. After a while, they leave the dance floor and head to a bench outside. 
Bella admits that she thought the event Alice was dressing her up might have been Edward turning her into a vampire. Edward denies this, but fakes her out by asking if she's really ready. Bella doubles down, to which Edward says that he won't give in so easily. He promises to be with Bella forever, no matter what, and then kisses her neck. And that's the end of the chapter. Wonderful. Um, I also read Epilogue, An Occasion, which is really just a chapter. Um, (laughs) And we start off in classic Midnight Sun fashion, where Edward is in agony about his resolution to break up with Bella once she is healed. Um, She does spend six more days in the hospital uh, before returning to Forks. Um, I I get a little bit of a summary about their time back in school where Bella is sort of insulated from any questions or prodding by the other students uh, because of Edward's like scary vampire aura um, and that she's now sitting with the vampires at lunch. Um, Alice uh, wants Edward to take Bella to the prom. Edward isn't quite sure of this. He doesn't really know why or if, if... He's just making things worse for their impending breakup by doing this. Um, But then he has a vision slash fantasy of Bella's future. Uh, And in the vision, it's like 10 years later and she has a a husband and a house and, and some, and some kids and her kids ask her to tell a story about when Bella went to prom and Edward has decided that her not having a story about going to prom is way worse than him taking her to prom and letting her, her have that story um, way off down the line. So it's prom time. Um, Edward is wowed by Bella's beautiful dress. Um, They're driving to prom when Edward gets a phone call from Charlie informing him that Tyler is at Bella's house to take her to the prom. Um, Edward does an epic dunk on Tyler, letting him know that Bella is spoken for. Uh, But it's because of this conversation that Bella realizes that they're going to prom and starts crying and begging them not to go. Um, Edward is is sort of shocked that she didn't know that that's where they were going, uh, but convinces her to play along. Um, They dance at prom. Uh, Bella is standing on Edward's feet so that she is able to dance. Um, The other vampires are there doing fancy dancing uh, when Jacob arrives uh, and steals a dance uh, with Bella from Edward. Um, He tells Bella his little warnings that, that Billy said that he needs, she needs to break up with Edward. Um, Edward is insanely jealous and weird, but he also begrudgingly admits to himself that Jacob is such a good person and that maybe he would be the husband from his vision um, from earlier uh, as Bella's telling stories about prom. Um, outside after prom, Edward uh, tries to be lighthearted and asks Bella where she thought they were going, if not to prom. Um, and she reveals that, she thought that maybe that uh, he was going to turn her into a vampire. Um, he insists that he's not going to do that um, and gets really flirty and kisses her neck. And that is the end of the book. This is such an interesting ending. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. This is a weird ending, I think, for a book that has three more entries in the series. Um I, I found myself really uh, understanding the the thing that, that, like, she wrote this as one book, and then there was the, um, there's the uh, Chasing Dawn, is that the original sequel, uh, plan sequel? Dawn. Forever Dawn. Forever Dawn was, like, the little sequel just for her family or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, this feels like an ending, ending. I, I was really happy with how everything got wrapped up here. And I'm kind of surprised that there's a lot more 
to the story at this point. And, and it honestly just made me uh, very, very curious to see, like, where this series goes from here, which is, like, causing me some distress. I'm like, oh, like, oh God, like, am I going to read the rest of Twilight now? <laughs> like, Yeah, you got it, right? Do you feel on the hook? A little bit. But 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 also, I, I'm in a weird spot because I'm not on the hook because, like, ooh, I got to see what happens next. I'm, like, on the hook because I'm like, wait, what possibly could happen next? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that's open, but the emotional arc of this book, for for is for is like all over the place as this novel has been. I I it kind of like emotionally at least in terms of like delivering something that feels like an ending really landed like in a nice spot here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so what the fuck are the rest of the books about? God, I'm dying to tell you, and I just I can't I can't because I'm like. What if we do them someday, someday on the horizon? I can't (laughs) tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I guess, I guess to sum it up, I was like, I'm, I'm like fascinated by this as an ending, um, because it's, it's not, it, it, you know, it doesn't wrap everything up. There's a bunch, you know, like Jacob shows up to like remind her that the lore still exists right but like <laughs> as as an emotional like resolution for these two characters i i'm pretty satisfied uh and i'm curious if midnight sun feels that way because this, this very much feels like it dovetailed into like an ending like a proper ending hmm i feel like midnight sun is the opposite where i read this and my my conclusion or my feeling about this is that Midnight Sun is a complete mess that should, okay, I don't want to say should not have existed. (laughs) Right. um, But has no reason to be (laughs) its own novel. It lacks a raison d'etre or something. Yeah, it doesn't stand alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I'm like, well... This book is so not for me, Mm -hmm. but I could read a book that isn't for me and I can still say this is a novel that I understand why it exists. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You can, you can, you can enjoy stuff out of your comfort zone or at least see what, what other people are seeing in it. Right. Yeah, I read a yeah. rom-com novel recently and I hated every <laughs> single second of it, but I was I was, <laughs> I was I again, I was um subscribed to my local library mm. and I thought I will go outside of my comfort zone. I will see what's going on in the uh the New York Times bestseller list and I mm. checked out checked out the old chick lit novel um to see what was up and I I hated it, but it's like you can't go into someone else's house and say you hate the furniture. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But 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 Midnight Sun Midnight Sun's got to land in a, in a in a in a weird spot for most readers, you included, cuz cuz like you've read the series. Yeah. And so it is for you in a way in a sense, right? Like It should be able to be a little bit, right? Yeah, and it just doesn't like like expectations are always going to be weird for like a returning legacy franchise thing Mm -hmm. and midnight sun from what i've been able to gather from like what 
you've been telling me and, 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 and tell me if I'm like, uh, you know, onto something here is that it is almost uniquely nothing in that regard. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't stand for itself. And in it being nothing, it's like at its best, it's footnotes. The, the, the most it can offer is, is like nuggets of perspective from Edward, Mm -hmm. which could be interesting, but that's difficult to carry a whole novel with. And I think I, I realized this recently like like just just realizing you know because there there's also the twilight film franchise right mm-hmm. and it's like the transition from book to film already has to kind of do that legwork right and so like like i think that a lot of the stuff that we might have wanted to learn from a book like Mid- from like midnight sun about like oh like what's edward like in this situation that i didn't get to see him in or when he's away from bella or whatever is sort of I think in the collective imagination of Twilight fans, probably already answered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, we got, like, a whole pretty well-regarded, you know, camp film series out of it. So, (laughs) it's so interesting to hear the end of Midnight Sun and for it to, like, there's no thesis as to, like, why. You know, why, why is this a book? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the most generous I can be toward it is that it is a fandom novel, which is so bizarre coming from the author, Mm -hmm. right? But what it doesn't do ever, it doesn't invite you into the fandom, right? If it Mm. it really is a, you know, you're already in, here's, here it is for you to, to look at and be like, oh, I had no idea, like, Edward's so tortured and is my, like, he's so perfect and all this stuff, which is fine, like, the kind of fandom reaction to it, but I'm like, it's a whole-ass novel, it should be inviting you into that if you're not already in. That's a really good point. Like, I think similar, similar, like, legacy sequel stuff, right? They they are sequels, and they, they have plenty of stuff in them for the returning fans, but generally, the idea is to, like, hook new people in, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the obvious one here is, like, the new Star Wars trilogy. They started with new characters. It's a new story. You're just, like, you know, you're hoping to get a whole new generation of fans on on the hook, right? Mm-hmm. The situation with Midnight Sun is is more of a sequel in that it is, a, it is a book that is for people who have read the prior books, right? Like, you can't start with Midnight Sun. Mm-mm. But... It is also retelling the same story that I think most of the fan base, I think, probably agrees is the best one, right? Like, people like the first book, from what I gather, at least. I think so, yeah. And so it's like, the the who is it for is a really interesting question, because it's like, new people aren't going to be able to read this. <laughs> like, like, this is, everything is going to be references to stuff that people read 25 years ago or whatever and yeah. like it's a it's a true it's a true companion novel yeah that's why it feels like footnotes to me and it's footnotes for a book that i'm not reading yeah yeah it, i mean like if it was it, it i have i i imagine do you think there could have been a version of this that was like it was a reissue of twilight the novel but with, with with like the cream of the crop of the most interesting Edward chapters like inserted into it, like an extended edition or something. 
Yes, I think that would be extremely cool. Like that that would have that would have that like like cuz that that is something that you can read as a new reader and also appreciate as a returning reader. Yeah. This isn't even really a criticism. I'm just like baffled by what it is, which is a a a retelling of a of a book from a slightly different perspective that is going to be absolutely impenetrable for people who don't remember four very long books from 20 years ago. Right. I mean, even for this chapter, I don't know how, again, I haven't read Twilight in, you know, since 2006 or whatever Mm -hmm. it would have been. Um, So I don't remember why Bella didn't know that she was going to prom, but when Edward tells her that they're going to prom and she starts crying, I am so confused reading Midnight Sun. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are so many moments that. like that. Yeah. I'm confused hearing that because the impression I got from my book when that happened was that it was sort of a funny moment. Oh, really? Mine is like she's hysterically crying and is severely upset. And he's just like, wait, what's going on? Yeah, there's really no. <sighs> like, like, I'll, I'll, I'll read. I'll read the, the moment when she realizes. And, and also, we, like, I need to put a pin in this as well to come back to, because I had such a different read on this, um, this whole thing. That I was I was losing my shit laughing through all of this until the very end of the chapter where I thought that like actually no this is incredibly clever, um but but uh she says you're taking me to the prom I yelled it was embarrassingly obvious now if I'd been paying any attention at all I'm sure I would have noticed the date on the posters that decorated the school buildings but I'd never dreamed he was thinking of subjecting me to this didn't he know me at all like it's a little she's annoyed but it's like I'm not getting like truly truly upset about this right like it's she really hadn't known i didn't know what to do with that what else could we do be doing in formal attire and forks tonight and now there were actual tears brimming in her eyes and she had one hand clenched around the door handle as though she wanted to throw herself from the car rather than face the horror (laughs) of a high school dance unobtrusively i locked the doors um uh, I didn't know what to say. I hadn't imagined that she could misunderstand. So I said probably the stupidest thing possible under the circumstances. Don't be difficult, Bella. She stared out the window like she was still thinking of jumping. Why are you doing this to me? She moaned. I pointed at my tuxedo. Um, blah, blah, blah. She scrubbed at the tears falling down her cheeks, her face horrified. She looked like I just told her I'd murdered all her friends and she was next. Oh my god! This is so funny, because mine plays like a comedy bit. I'll I'll, I'll start where, in in the exact bit that you left off there. Um, Why are you doing this to me? I demanded in horror. He gestured to a tuxedo. Honestly, Bella, what did you think we were doing? I was mortified, first because I'd missed the obvious, and also because the vaguing suspicions... Uh, expectations, really, that I'd been forming all day as Alice tried to transform me into a beauty queen were so far off the mark. My half-fearful hopes seemed very silly now. I'd guess there'd been some kind of occasion brewing, but prom? That was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, And then I scroll a little down here to the bit that really made me read this as, like, a comedy bit. Uh, Why are you crying? He demanded in frustration. Because I'm mad! Bella, he turned the full force of his scorching golden eyes on me. What? I muttered. Humor me, he insisted. (laughs) 
I considered turning around. The dance was meaningless, really, and I hated to upset her like this, but I thought of that faraway conversation in her future and held my ground. Bella, I said softly. She met my gaze and seemed to lose her grip on her fury. I still had the power to dazzle her, if nothing else. What? She asked, totally distracted. Humor me, I pleaded. That... That is so weird. This is like a... We've got like what what's it called in 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 drama class a Meisner exercise or whatever where you just put a different emphasis on on the same words to change the scene. Yes. Mine is totally just a a bit of a, a, like a bit of fun. Like the 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 big the big climax of this argument is Bella going like, "Look, I'm probably going to break my other leg <laughs> or whatever." Like it's a it's a joke. It's like a funny heartwarming little like personality clash scene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that, like, the surprise reveal of her being, like, crying in yours reads as comedy, whereas in mine, the fact that she just immediately starts for real crying feels Mm -hmm. like an upsetting moment. And then Edward is always so serious, and he's like, oh, I thought about turning around. I hated that she was so upset. Like, it ends up feeling very serious. Yeah, it, I, I guess just having the the benefit of being in Bella's perspective really colors all of this stuff because the 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 joke here uh, on the first read through was that I thought that she had been expecting that they were like going to their own wedding or something. <laughs> Because because there's all these little things where she keeps talking about how, like, oh, it's so, you know, uh, what's what's Alice dref- dressing me up for? There's even a bit I highlighted that cracked me up. Uh, Nothing good could come of our form- formal attire of that I was sure, unless... Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I was laughing, like... <laughs> unless? Um, but there there's this sense reading it through the first time where I'm like, oh, she was getting her hopes up that she was, like, getting married or something right because he showed up in a tux and she gets excited um and then there's like the 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 reveal at the, at the end of the chapter of course is, it, is that what she was really expecting was like I, I guess she imagined some like big party for like getting turned by edward which is all also like just very funny right like that is yeah. just a silly like like teenage wish fulfillment thing Right. Yeah. I mean, I think Midnight Sun just suffers from a tone issue. And I think that I, I'm i enjoying this Frankenstein book that we've made where Midnight Sun is inserted into Twilight because then that also becomes a joke. Um, yes. Where Edward is so serious. I mean, the way that, that the entire chapter is framed is him knowing that he's going to break up with Bella and is so just like agonized over this. And he's like, every second is is precious and all this stuff. And he's like, I, I cannot leave her while she's still (laughs) broken. So I must wait. So, so when she starts crying because she's going to prom, it's hard not to take that really seriously Mm -hmm. because of the way that it's all framed. But again, if this was inserted as footnotes into twilight, which is a book I don't remember because I read it in 2006, so I don't remember the tone at all. Yeah. That would be like a joke in and of itself since Bella is kind of, it, it is a little bit of a comedy routine. Yeah, I mean, like the, it's very interesting that you mentioned this sort of like frame framing of, of his relationship with Bella in your chapter as well, because I got the sense in Twilight 
the they resolved that conflict in the previous chapter. Like they are together now, uh, as far as Twilight is concerned. Mm-hmm. His his plan to like get away with the quick and easy breakup in the hospital was like quashed <laughs> in my book. Okay. Um, there's not a there's not a hint of out, outside of typical Edward like melodrama where he's like, oh, I'm a monster at the end. Right. Like there's no I get no sense from this chapter that he is agonizing over a, like an impending awkward conversation. Yeah, he's waiting until she's not broken. Anymore. Oh, my God. I, I I do like the idea though of like if you if you just inserted these chapters in somewhere you would it would sort of become funny like you're like you're saying right because it's like Edward takes things so seriously and Bella does too but she takes things seriously in a like very self deprecating way like like the, the way that her first person stuff is written is that it has this like heightened awareness of how catty she's being about everything. But she's doing it anyway. <laughs> like, like, like everything, like everything in in the conversation we we just sort of like compared is she is annoyed about going to prom, but her like primary annoyance in my version is like with her. She's like, oh, how could I be so stupid to not realize it was prom? She is being very self critical and and self deprecating, but I, it certainly doesn't seem like this is the end of the world for her, right? <laughs> and comparing <laughs> that with Edward being like. This, this is the most serious thing that has ever happened to me who lived through World War One and Two. It's just very, <laughs> very funny. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think about the way this book must have been written. And of course, of course, this is how it would end up. Like, I, I have a hard time imagining much else other than her having original Twilight open and just writing it parallel to that. And I almost mm-hmm. want to say that it would have been better if she had just written Midnight Sun for memory of what happened in Twilight so that it would yeah. be a whole book instead of, again, feeling like footnotes. The The fact that we were able to record the podcast in this format, you know, barring some caveats where, like, one of us had to, like, read multiple chapters, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it feels silly that we could do this. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> like, like that just feels like self-evidently like this 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 feels like a fundamentally flawed way to write a pseudo sequel to something. If you could just literally compare line by line, chapter by chapter. Yeah. I honestly didn't do that much research before we started this. And mm-hmm. it's, at one point I got a little bit worried where I'm like, surely this format will break, right? <laughs> like there has to be somewhere along the line where this becomes a novel in its own right and we just can't we have to adjust what we're doing, but obviously, on our last chapter here, that was not the case. No, no. the the The, the worst that it got was you had to read three chapters one week. <laughs> yeah, but those events still correlated directly to what was happening in Twilight. Like, right? That just doesn't seem conducive to good storytelling and not only that but there is another version of this that she has done with one (laughs) change as well which is life and death twilight reimagined right (laughs) which i do really want to read at some point now because i'm i'm just like how like midnight sun i think the 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 harshest thing i can say about it from what i've heard from you 
is that sometimes it really just sounds like she was completely disinterested in writing a part of the book, right? Like, mm-hmm. there there are some chapters where it just feels like so paint by numbers, I just need to do this and, and move forward. Which is another thing that, that is funny to consider alongside, like, it didn't need to be that way, right? But she's done it twice, you know? There's the Edward is, Edward is a girl one. So... <laughs> What? What is it about this book that is, like, compelling enough to her to make her want to come back and rewrite it line by line, but, like, not not compelling enough to, like, really dig into that? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Because it, it's not... Ugh. What a mess. It just... every I always just come back to that interview quote where she's like, you know, why, why release it now? Well, because it's done. <laughs> like, well, okay. Yeah, you're selling me on this. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It, I will say, it is. It is kind of swaggy uh, when when he big times Tyler on the phone in this car conversation. What are the logistics of this happening? I do not understand. That that is something that's very funny because in in there it's sort of clumsily inserted into the Twilight chapter because in Twilight Bella is like explaining to the reader that like. You know, oh, since I got back, my relationship with Charlie has been a bit more strained than usual. I have a curfew. Uh, Like, Edward can only visit, like, approved times, right? But then, like, Edward is getting a phone call from Charlie, and the first thing he does is start laughing and going, like, oh, you're kidding. Like, he's talking to Charlie like he's his bud, you know? (laughs) I I just got, I, I couldn't tell whether that was, like, oh, maybe Bella is sort of, like, over like overthinking this, you know, or, or maybe f- feeling a little more put upon than she really is. Or if this is just like a, a case of like, uh, eh, <laughs> whatever, I, like I, I thought of one thing to write and then I thought of another thing to write after it with no relation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, Edward's sort of thoughts about Charlie is that Charlie is mad at him um, because he sort of blames him for what happened to Bella, but is also confused by his hating of Edward because he's like besties with Alice and Carlisle now. Yeah. uh, uh, Bella says that Charlie is like, I think she says worshipfully grateful to Carlisle, uh, which is a scene I would have loved to have seen. Um, I would I would have loved to have seen Charlie hanging out with the vampires. That that feels like a missed opportunity in Twilight. Oh um, yeah. Um, the ultimate normal guy just hanging out with, with like a bunch of like vampire freaks would be so entertaining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, maybe Charlie is calling Edward because maybe he thinks that he's he's got Edward in like a bind. You know, like oh, but I but her boyfriend Tyler is here to pick her up. I mean, I get Charlie's side of the conversation. Do you? Ooh, no. I, I only get Edward's side. Ed, Edward just starts laughing. This is the thing where I was like, oh, it sounds like they're buddies. It's because, it, like, Edward just starts laughing. I was like, oh, like, dude, you're kidding me. Put him on the phone. Like, it just sounds like they're having a joke. Okay, so this is finally, finally, in the in the last last hour, um, we get a good reason for Midnight Sun to exist because we oh. get Charlie's part in the conversation. Which, Let's go. <laughs> she says, uh, hey, Edward, I'm sorry to disturb your, um, evening, but I wasn't quite sure, dot, dot, dot. See, Tyler Crowley just showed up here in a tux, and he seems to think he's taking Bella to prom. 
<laughs> Edward says, you're kidding. And then Charlie says, I'm out to sea on this one. Why don't you let me talk to him, I offered. I could hear the relief in Charlie's voice when he answered, can do. Hey, t- here, Tyler, it's for you. <laughs> so there you go. Charlie's so awesome. I love Charlie. I just want to see. <laughs> I want a book about Charlie and Billy hanging out. I yeah, just want yeah. two middle-aged dudes hanging out and being bros. That, that's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we solve the vampire werewolf c- conflict. Is Carlisle, Billy, and Charlie all start like a fantasy football? Fantasy, yes, a fantasy football league with they're explaining football to Carlisle. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. This is the book, he, I and need. he's like, I'm more of a baseball fan, <laughs> and they start laughing at him like, <laughs> that's sport, or maybe they like baseball. I don't know. They, they no, can... no, and then Char- and it's like a little awkward because Charlie's like, "Oh, Max's wife is married to a baseball." Oh and yes, 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 yes. Oh my God, there's there's a rich vein here. This is what <laughs> we need. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. I haven't liked baseball since Renee went off with the baseball man. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck fuck midnight sun that's what we needed we need the, i want to hang out with the guys the fellas and then carla has to pretend to not know any of the baseball stats anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> carlisle goes home and the vampire family's like oh let's go play let's go play baseball he's like nope we're learning a new game it's called football <laughs> alice could get way into like sports betting Exactly. Yeah, and then and then, but like Carlisle like doesn't want to tell the uh, you know his his new friends. That's why he's so good at fantasy football. Uh, Emmett would be so good at football. Oh my god, Emmett linebacker Emmett arc. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, mm, this is how Stephanie Meyer is robbing <laughs> us. Bella, as much as I like her, what I really want to see from the store, I just want to see the fellas. I want to see the guys hanging out. It's just the guys talking about sports. Oh my god, and in the same way that, like, Edward is like, Bella, I can't read your mind. It's like, Carlisle, it's like, none of that, they can't read, Charlie is unreadable. And they're like, but they're buddies about it, you know? unreadable normal guy you could get and like because because he occasionally sees like pictures from from him right yep and he would just see like complete nonsense pictures and just you know you could get such like like instant comedy every time what what is charlie thinking about you know like like he's he's you know he's like you know it's it's a it's a his his uh you know his star player just got injured in fantasy football. He's leaning forward, you know, he's like looking at the TV, he's frowning, and like like Edward's like, oh my god, what's he thinking about? And then he like <laughs> looks at him and he's like thinking about like <laughs> a pair of headphones or something. <laughs> just, just a complete non sequitur. Like <laughs> this is this is what this is fuck. This is there there's there is a rich vein of of dudes hanging out fiction to be written about Twilight that that sadly instead we got Edward Edward pining for 900 pages. Oh, he's in agony all the time. He's so sad. It's really rough for him. Because he's going to break up with her. It's in agony because he's going to break up with her. (laughs) Something that just just does not come across at all in mine. Yeah. I mean, that seems like the kind of thing. 
I mean, I guess I said I wouldn't spoil New Moon for you, but I will spoil like the premise, right? Because he does break up with her, like, oh no, right at the beginning of New Moon. So sorry for spoilers, but it almost feels like one of those things where it's like she knew that he would break up with her in New Moon and then kind of retconned it back into Midnight Sun as to when he made that decision, mm-hmm. sort of, because I, I sort of remember Twilight and not feeling like they were going to break up at the end of Twilight, right? Yeah, that's sort of what I was alluding to when I said, like, Twilight feels like just, like, an ending for these characters, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, the if if there are any undertones of, of maybe... Um, Maybe Edward's going to break up with her. They are pretty much gone by the time they get to the bench uh, at the the end of the prom. And they're like sitting there talking about their future. And Edward is saying, I'll be with you forever. Always. I love you so much. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm I'm not, I'm certainly not picking up any intents to break up with her there. Uh, And, and the real, the real, um, thing that seems to be stringing it along for like any sort of sequel or, or, or open-endedness is like, is he ever going to turn her into a vampire? Right. Not, are they going to be together? Right. I mean, yeah, I can read that in the dialogue of mine too. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I can see that the dialogue doesn't match up to what Edward is thinking in his head. Yeah. Which that, that's a thing that's, that's so funny about midnight sun is that like, I think nine times out of 10, if you tell me a book has a character who thinks one thing and says another, I'm like all for it. That's what should be. That's what stories should be. <laughs> I have a, it's like, yeah, yeah. If you're writing a story in first person. I want to know how different their thoughts are from their actions. But uh, it, it, Twilight or Midnight Sun can't really do that because it feels more like it's trapped. You know, it's like writing in the margins of the dialogue. So this this like this new conflict of his, it like. I suppose it makes sense if I have read New Moon, but if I have not, I there I would have not had any indication that they were going to break up. Um, in at, at the beginning of the next book, it just it just feels fully like, oh, they are committed now, like they they are together. Right, right. I mean, Midnight Sun cheats, right? Because it's like in the way that the dialogue doesn't match up. He he says, you know, I will stay with you, and then it just switches to italics. As long as I can, as long as it's allowed, as long as it doesn't hurt you, until the sign comes, until it's impossible for me to ignore. <laughs> just like huge... dialogue again. Isn't that enough? Oh, just Come a on. huge asterisk. Which again would be so good if this was a book more about a character who can't say what he's thinking, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> But because it's being it's being written like in reverse. We we already had the whole story about his conflict, right? Like, just right. adding a new one is very funny. <laughs> what does Edward think of the prom? Like, like the you know the setup, the 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 event. Um, he thinks it's just great for Bella to be able to experience prom, the most important day in a person's life. <laughs> See, this is another example of, like, where I think that combining the two books into, like, a new story would have been really funny. Because Edward's motivation being, like, you know, Bella has to experience the prom. Like, first of all, fuck prom. Prom sucks ass. Like, I I didn't go to prom. I I didn't go to prom either. But 
I get where, Ed, you know, because, yeah, prom is a big deal for a lot of people, whatever. But it's clearly not a big deal for Bella. Like, she gets there. And, like, I alluded to this in my summary, but it's really funny in the actual novel. So, like, first she's, like, crying and screaming and trying to get out of the car and being like, no, I don't want to go to prom. It'll be so embarrassing. And then she gets there. And let me find the paragraph. In Phoenix, they held prom in hotel ballrooms. This dance was in the gym. It was probably the only room in town big enough for a dance. When we got inside, I giggled. There were actual balloon arches and twisted garlands of pastel crepe paper festooning the walls. This looks like a horror movie waiting to happen, I snickered. So, like, she just, like, was, was like, oh my god, this is gonna be the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then she gets there and just starts immediately starts complaining that the prom isn't, like, <laughs> as cool as it would have been in Phoenix. That was so cool. Bella rocks. She's horrible. Positive. <laughs> <laughs> just getting to pro- like, just getting there and like, oh, mm, this is a little, this is a little beneath me. Is really, really funny. And I would have loved to see Edward like react to that because he thinks he's doing this like morally important gesture by taking her to prom, right? Like, oh, she must experience this. She needs to make memories. And her her number one memory is like, damn, this thing looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of like sugary sweet problem with mine is that he has this vision of her, but his vision is so like, like he wants her to be able to say it was... It was okay. Like, it's more, I guess there's something kind of interesting to that is that Edward wants her to be able to have the, like, mediocre experiences Mm -hmm. of a human. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that his perspective is not interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it is just supposed to be taken as like, oh, that's really sweet. It's, yeah, like, I think the, the ideal version of it is that you sort of have this, like, incongruent uh uh like expectation of like what it is nice to do for your human partner right mm-hmm. um where like he because he is this sort of detached like vampire he he's like oh no prom prom is a big deal you know i've i've lived for 100 years everyone always talks about prom she has to go this is like <laughs> you know this is like a rite of passage and he takes it very seriously um and I, I think that if if they were um truly having like a like a a, 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 a a like interestingly layered relationship, he might see her laughing about how shitty this prom looks and sort of either take some sort of like data-esque confusion with it or or he'd be like okay well <laughs> she's she's she, at least she's experiencing something mm-hmm. or but but like the the in 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 it's it's weird how in in twilight itself she just shifts gears and it seems like he is kind of on the same page with her because she she tells him the honestly outrageous joke about like what if we shut the doors and i let you kill all of them right <laughs> She is so ready to be a vampire. Edward is so full of shit. <laughs> um, is the they seem like they're on the same page in my book, whereas in Midnight Sun, it just sounds like Edward's on a different planet, which is could be it. They're both interesting versions of the relationship, but they are different, right? That's why Midnight Sun is only good as a companion novel, right? Because that's mm-hmm. hilarious. I have the benefit of 
having you help me remember what Twilight is like. <laughs> and it makes Midnight Sun better for it, but I don't think that Midnight Sun makes Twilight better. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that that's that's interesting. Do you want me to bolt the door so you can massacre the unsuspecting townsfolk? I whispered conspiratorially. <laughs> and where do you fit into that scheme? He glared. Oh, I'm with the vampires, of course. He smiled reluctantly. Anything to get out of dancing. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's very funny. She's very funny, but also, like, what what an insane joke to tell. I, is that... Here's something I'm curious about, thinking about it. It is that is that joke softened a bit in Midnight Sun, or is that is that in there word for word? It's in there word for word, and it is a pure like, uh, like dialogue block with only the thing in here is like I had to smile. Like there's nothing huh. tempering it or changing it. It is um in the middle of Edward looking at his siblings dancing. Okay, uh, that honestly, that surprise, or it did surprise me until I remembered while you were reading me that, that this is the same novel where it, we went into more detail about how he would murder everyone in the school in 60 seconds or whatever. Yep, this is, he's, th he's thought about all of this before. <laughs> this is no issue. He can, he can snap 15 necks per second, so... Yeah, that's, I guess. that's canon. Because I, I was like, I was like, wow, that like, like it was, you know, dark, dark joke to make at any at any time. But I feel like, you know, in 2020, releasing a, a YA novel where the the two protagonists conspire over like a fake school massacre, right? Is just that's bleak. That's really dark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it is funny that Edward has no reaction to that for how like tortured he is about about the monster that he is, right? The fact that she would just make a flippant joke like that and he's just he does he just had to smile. Yeah. I I I I wish there there's a there's a version of Twilight that's been like brewing in the back of my mind since last week's episode where like Bella is now so adamant about becoming a vampire and like being ready to throw her human life away and take on this new form, right? Is that and 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 I realize that this is a um uh uh, uh dangerous thing to say about a book that is already like a thousand pages long, but <laughs> um that feels like such a good point for a like second act, like end of act two twist in the story, right? Where it kind of becomes less about their romance and more about like Edward realizing that he may have like created just like a, a really evil vampire <laughs> or like, cause he's been like egging her on. Like the thing that he was worried about, the thing that he keeps telling her that like, Oh no, I, like I'm dangerous for you. I'm a monster comes true, but not in the way he was expecting. Right. 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 Like, like he, he has sort of like sanded the edges off of what it is like to be a vampire. And, and, and like it is, you know, because he's like he's he's taking her to his vampire house, and they're all really rich because they have superpowers and can like manipulate the stock market, and like, like, like he like they they are like the ultimate vampires, and like everything has gone good for them. Mm -hmm. And Bella is just like fuck, like what is the downside? I get to live forever. I, I stay young forever. I can be. I am. I'm rich. 
I like I I have superpowers. Like, what is the downside? Make me into a vampire. And he's he's not as alarmed as I wish he was about that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in mine, he's like he's not ever he's never alarmed, right? He's mm-hmm. sort of condescending and is like, oh, that's how much you want to be with me. And it, it hurts him. It's like bittersweet, right? But it's not it's not alarmed. It's not I've created a monster like she is an evil vampire waiting to happen. It just is sort of it's bittersweet. Yeah. And like bittersweet's good. I just I I just, you know, the, there there is there's like the there's a twinkle of like villainy in Bella's eye, I feel, that could be really oh, yeah. fun. Really fun to explore. Like like there like there is your cool romance novel rug pull, right? Is like, you know, cuz Be- Bella has been sort of the unwilling romance novel protagonist but if she becomes the villain of the story then that's really interesting yeah i feel like that makes all of the like absurd stuff that happened to her really fun too like Mm -hmm. in a more absurd novel where that was the case like the serial killer attack and the tracker and the car um uh, almost crashing into her like makes a lot more sense yeah, yeah, she's getting like a super villain origin story, right? Mm-hmm. If anything, if I can take away anything from this, uh, even if I didn't get the story that if, if I'm not getting the story that like I wanted out of out of Bella as a character, I think it just goes to show that like for all of Twilight's faults, I do think that Bella is a very interesting character, very malleable character. Mm-hmm. She's she's been in so many different situations. She's been in like like Twilight has so many different like genre pastiches happening in it, um, <laughs> and she does a great job, kind of like sliding into all of them. Like I I I'm if I'm walking away from Twilight reading Twilight for the series with like one just like really positive feeling about it, it's that I think that Bella is a just a really fantastic character, just really well defined. She is horrible (laughs) (laughs) manipulative and like uh uh like she she just has this like sense of being above it all that is very um you know like very haughty i guess but like at the same time she has this great very interesting relationship with her parents she has this like really dark desire to like throw away being human there's a lot going on there she's she's a lot of fun Uh, if there was a lie i was told about twilight it's that bella was a flat uh uh, and and uh agencyless character i feel like one of the biggest criticisms of twilight or of bella's character other than her having no agency or being boy obsessed or whatever is that Mm -hmm. she's bad because she's a not like other girls type character Mm -hmm. do you think that that's like a cheap reading of her character um i i think that she is totally a not like other girls type of character Mm-hmm. But it feels, it, she feels like not not like other girls' character the same way that like I don't know Holden Caulfield doesn't feel like a not like other boys guy, right? Right, like, right. <laughs> like she she is that person, absolutely. She's she's withdrawn. She looks down her nose at everything. 
she uh uh doesn't really have a strong parental figure in her life but but it feels very much like that is important to her as a character right right I, I, non if bella was not a toxic uh withdrawn not like other girls high schooler i she wouldn't be bella right like that mm-hmm. is her that is who she is she is that type of person uh in in your chapter, did you get any of the stuff at the high school before they go to prom? No, it starts it starts as they are getting in the car. Interesting. In mine, there is a brief summary of them being at the school again um, and Edward having to push her wheelchair around the school and her being really upset about having to go back to school because people might talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is described as Edward basically taking her and intimidating everyone else away from her, and she goes and sits with the vampires and is basically apart from the other students at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like just literally apart from them now. Literally not like other girls. She is, yeah. she is taken away um, out of their world. Yeah, that I, I mean, like, that. that is fascinating. So that, she is literally physically just, like, leaving the human world in your book. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And, and like, that is... I I think that that just really hammers it home for me is it's like, yeah, she is that type of character. Yeah. And what a great way to wrap up than to have it be like, oh, will she become a vampire? Like it all fits, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, because and I, I think I think maybe that's the piece that makes it work. Right. Because it is a story that is is dealing directly with the concept of what makes someone a person versus a monster and the main character who already starts the novel with some pretty antisocial tendencies meeting a vampire and ending the story going i am ready to throw my humanity away like that really makes it interesting to me Mm -hmm. and even if that's unintentional even if that's just pure happenstance it's fascinating there is something deeply weird about reading a book where the last major joke a character tells is like what if what if i let you kill everyone in here <laughs> like that's really interesting like that's ooh, ooh, i get shivers just saying that but it's like it's you know it's it's engaging it's it's very very interesting yeah it, 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 i think to compare it to something we've read on this show i think that it is much more interestingly pieced together in twilight than when Hermione was going through her like weird Joker arc. Oh sure. Like 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 to compare just to compare a character who who I think we ended up kind of having that that similar criticism of of Hermione was that it because it that that's nothing to do with Hermione's character right. They're just all of a sudden we started getting these asides about how like anything to do with the prom right where it's like oh it turns out she was actually prettier than everyone else there even though normally she's frumpy. Right. Right. And, and that kind of thing where we just get like these. These like random shotgun blasts of J.K. Rowling's views on on other women, right? <laughs> Whereas uh, everything about Bella, you can draw a line on on the whiteboard from any any thought she she has, any choice she makes, back to her kind of antisocial worldview, right? So it's uh-huh. it's much more tightly mapped out, I think. Yeah, that's a great example. Anyway, I have a very important question. Um, yeah. When we were briefly talking about our chapters before recording, 
you mentioned something about uh, descriptions of all the vampires dancing. Yeah, yeah. I did not I mean, get this. That's so sad. Um, the, I mean, this is all happening simultaneous to Bella's joke about them killing everybody at the dance. Um, it is it is described as the other vampire siblings as dancing, uh, but because they're kind of naturally intimidating to humans, they're kind of forcing everyone else not to dance. Mm. Um, so it's sort of just them and some very brave humans, as it says. Um, and let me see here. Um, my siblings were showing off. It was a kind of release, I suppose. We were always very contained. We couldn't escape some notice. Our inhuman faces assured that. But we did everything possible to give no one no one another reason to stare. Tonight, Rosalie, Emmett, Jasper, and Alice were really dancing. They melded a hundred styles from other decades into new creations that could belong to any <laughs> time at all. Of course, they were graceful beyond human ability. Bella wasn't the only one staring. Some brave humans dance, but they kept their distance from the showboating vampires. <laughs> okay, so I got, like, one sentence there that was just a little aside about, like, oh, like, I, I think I think she mentions that, like, the vampires were dancing, um, but not in a modern style, right? Like, like that, I think that's the closest it gets to describing it in my book. Um, Edward describing it as like, oh, they're blending all these styles throughout the decades. Are you telling me that the vampire, the cool, badass, sexy vampires at prom are doing the fucking history of dance video? <laughs> yes. They're I'm just like, is this Edward being like super out of touch and being like, wow, they're staying away <laughs> from the vampires because of how cool they because are, but Alice cool. is just doing like the Charleston? <laughs> Wow, they must think we look so cool. Oh, uh, we're really showboating tonight. We're at the high school prom doing a blend of a hundred styles of dance. Well, this is like 2004. So like Alice, <laughs> Alice is doing like the bee's knees to crank that soldier boy. <laughs> No one else is brave enough to, enough to dance with them no, and how cool they are. No one can step to the Cullens on the dance floor because nobody <laughs> knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like... <laughs> it's 2004. So there's like, there's like a kid who like was trying to crump or something and then like got kicked <laughs> off the stage because Emmett wanted to like... <laughs> square dance this is such a funny image I... <laughs> wow they're so cool everything i love i love how not cool the cullens are like let's just like run down the list for like like they they, they they're they're the richest people at this school mm -hmm. they're driving sports cars to the high school yep um they live in an all white house that mm -hmm. that looks like an old house in the front and a new house in the back. <laughs> Edward only listens to or Edward hates all music from the 60s and 70s, but he likes the he likes Lincoln Park and uh he has uh I did it my way, Frank Sinatra at dot mp3 that he got from LimeWire yep, on his yep. iPod. Um oh and he likes Japan. 
Um, these people are not cool. Everyone like, must fucking hate their guts. Like they, everyone's like, oh, yeah. there's. We're sitting at lunch. No one approaches us because we're so intimidating. But everyone just must fucking hate these guys. <laughs> They've got to be the lamest people at the school. Like, <laughs> the fact that they sit alone, it's not that they're intimidating. It's just that there's like a detente between them and all of the other kids at the school. It's like, <laughs> we do not want to deal with your asses. <laughs> and then they show up to prom and they do this. <laughs> just, just, just taking over the dance floor and, and, and doing... <laughs> Doing dances from like 1932, and then making jokes about how what if we killed everyone here? Haha! <laughs> like <laughs> you, you guys suck. You're the worst. I hate you. <laughs> I just wanted to go to prom and have a nice time, and the fucking Collins have taken over the dance floor <laughs> with their stupid bullshit. Oh, the cool kids are, like, smoking outside, going, like, can you believe that the Cullens are t fucking here? I fucking hate those guys. <laughs> when, when are they gonna leave? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, the, you, like... You you offer the Collins like a like a like a hit off a joint or whatever, and they go, "Hmm, me thinks not," and walk away like they're <laughs> they're just losers. <laughs> I'm going to go and and dance the waltz at the prom. <laughs> that's I think that's another thing too that that, that really makes the um uh like 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 Bella removing herself from like the from like the normal high school world and and, and like a, a little interesting too is that like if we just zoom out it's just like she's not becoming actually becoming that cooler i mean like being a vampire is cool right but like oh you get to sit with like the the like really cold stoic vampires at lunch instead of like hanging out with uh angela and, and tyler and everyone okay like that's cool i guess <laughs> Not really a glow up. No, no. <laughs> oh, this is a minor thing, but I'm very curious. Hmm? There were no songs mentioned by name in my prom chapter. Do you get any? Do we get no. like a... No, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's so sad. It is sad. I want to know what they're doing, because like 2004, what would have been... What? I didn't go to my prom, so I don't know. I mean, I, I went to Homecoming, and we did get Crank That Soldier Boy. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna look at 2004 greatest hits. What are what are what's what are what are the Collins doing the Charleston to Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. That's oh, fucking right. Confessions Part Two by Usher. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> she will be loved by Maroon Five. <laughs> That's the slow dance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Kanye West through the wire. Tim McGraw live like you. Oh, oh, oh! The big okay. Float on by Modest Mouse. That that <laughs> they're they're doing an insanely stupid dance to that when that comes on. Definitely. Uh, Take me out, Franz Ferdinand. 
Holiday by Green Day. They have the they have the clean version of that playing at the prom. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that sucks. I'm so sad that we didn't get uh, didn't get some name drops. I was hoping for one more of those before the the Twilight uh, uh, Midnight Sun ended. Yeah, that's a real shame. Um. Uh, yeah. I. What what's what's like? What's what's Edward's headspace when Jacob shows up? I feel like this one is so influenced by the legacy of Twilight and like the legacy of like what Jacob is to the entire series because mm-hmm. Edward is like, of course, like on the forefront, he's insanely jealous and like upset about it. Um, but then he also is like that Jacob, he has such an open heart and he's so much better than the other kids at the school. And for a brief flash, he like imagines that Jacob will be like the one to marry Bella and they'll have kids, which feels so much like throwing a bone huh. to like the fandom. Yeah. More so than like what genuinely Edward would be thinking in that moment. Yeah. Like Edward, Edward like fantasizes about killing people who like inconvenience him at the grocery store. I don't think that like Jacob is going to get away with (laughs) flirting with Bella. Right. He spent like like, the first third of the book, like wanting to kill Mike Newton. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It was just like a human teenager. Yeah. Yeah. thinking, Thinking about boobs. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, Edward. <laughs> A boob in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is really odd. Th- this scene is odd, honestly. But I think both in it sounds like both in Midnight Sun and Twilight. It's I I I I like seeing Jacob again. I do think he's a really fun character. But I think out of everything, this is the thing that sort of feels like clunky sequel setup we'll be watching as as funny as it is that she uh that bella responds to that with laughter and she even it's we we talked when we talked about billy coming to the house uh, many many chapters ago uh i was and we were like this is this sort of has like a mobster movie vibe to it right the the way he's like doing friendly threats and stuff Mm -hmm. bella says like this is like a mobster movie and and sort of laughs it off and like that's i think it's fitting for her but it it's weird to do sequel bait where your character doesn't care she already has the vampire mindset right yes i guess that's true she's she's already a a high and mighty vampire in her head at this point but it but it is just sort of like deflating to have like you know this dramatic moment be delivered she just goes like haha that's stupid yeah and and sends Jacob back off on his merry way, but uh, but just 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 sort of a nothing scene in Twilight. That might be um, one of the rare times that I think it works better in Midnight Sun because I know that Edward is going to be leaving, and it feels like Bella mm. sort of gets to be a little high and mighty here because she has a cool vampire boyfriend, so of course she gets to laugh. But from from my perspective, knowing that Edward's going to leave oh. and to have Jacob say like we will be watching, yeah, I I know that she's going to be alone soon. Yeah, that sort of does reframe it as sort of like a pride before the fall moment, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That is cool. Yeah. That, okay. So that's one. That, that is one thing that that does smooth over a little bit. I like that. Um, 
because yeah, in in mine, my, the conclusion of my chapter once they go out outside and start talking about their future, it feels so set in stone the way it's written. Um, uh, it uh, <clears throat> it it really makes that that Jacob conversation feel very limp. Like 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 it, it makes him feel very like like even he like giving the message to Bella, he's like very apologetic and he's like, this is so stupid. Like he's not taking it seriously either. Right. Like it's just neither him nor, nor Bella are really invested in this conflict. So it, it just sort of reads as like, okay, well pointless scene then. I think that Jacob is so sweet in mine because mm-hmm. I get about double the dialogue. Cause I get to hear mm. what he's saying in his head. Oh, right. Of course. Um, yeah. And I just I found him so enjoyable that I think it went so over the top for me that it just was cute. Like when he when he shows up before he even approaches them, he thinks, dang, she is here. I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe my dad thinks this guy is an actual vampire. This is so completely stupid. And then he he walks up and then and then when he sees Edward, he thinks should have worn some garlic, I guess. And then like laughs to himself. (laughs) He's fun. He he I I was surprised reading this book cuz like I I knew that New Moon was really where all of the werewolf stuff came from. Um but I was surprised at how little Jacob showed up in in, in Twilight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because because the and and maybe granted this is like like half half the like effect of the movies really being stronger like in the pop culture, right? But like Edward versus Jacob is just like the thing I knew about Twilight going into this. Right. Um, and it's really not present in this book. Um, he, he like Jacob has a couple of scenes, but he's not, uh, he's not a major character. Um, and it, I am torn between knowing how bad the werewolf stuff gets, uh, and, and, uh, how boring, uh, new moon is supposed to be. With like, but I like Jacob. He seems really fun. <laughs> like, I I want to see more of him. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm left with like middling feelings on on this scene in Twilight. But the Midnight Sun version of it, for once, sounds kind of good. Like, there's a nice little extra layer there with 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 the thoughts and with Edward. It's like the one thing that we're planning to break up with Bella makes a little a little better. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cute, and I I think it just does go a little over the top with his thoughts in a way that's um, fun. It's Edward is sort of infuriating here just because of how holier than thou he is, mm-hmm. um, and also just kind of the um, visions that he's having of Bella being a mom in ten years yeah. or whatever is very annoying. That's. <laughs> It's bizarre. There's too much happening in Edward's head at all times. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I, I have a confession to make about the ending of the of the novel. Sure. I could not suspend my dis- disbelief because, and, and I realized that I, I I I fully got played by the book. Like like I I fully got outplayed by Stephanie Meyer here. The whole chapter, I was like, how stupid is Bella? How could she possibly have not known that this was prom related? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and I was like, I I I assumed for the first ninety percent of the chapter that she thought that she was going to get married because oh. like because like she she there's all there's like that that like unless aside that I um that I mentioned earlier and she keeps on like trailing off before she says what she thought or hoped was going to happen and I was like okay I get that she is like head over heels for Edward but this is too far that is that is really really stupid <laughs> like that is that is just like come on that, that was never going to happen but jokes on me because I think that that may actually be the intended re or the extended experience for the reader. There is to go like, well, hold on. There's only one other thing that you go you get in into like a suit for, you know, like a tux for, and that's not happening. So what the fuck is she talking about? Um, but her having this imagined like, oh, I wondered if maybe we were gonna have like a. I thought you were changed your mind and you were gonna turn me is really funny. Like I. <laughs> weirdly sweet and, and and dark and silly that she was like oh maybe vampires get dressed up to do this like turning their their girlfriends thing it's kind of heartbreaking isn't it it's very bella is very far gone in into this like wanting to be a vampire thing um which is it's very weird it is a little heartbreaking i think it's sweet it, it it is it it, it 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 I when I got to that realization when it, when she says that because because he even Edward is like what could you possibly have thought this was going to be if not prom which is what I I was like 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 wedding is the only other thing you get in text tux for so like th- this is weird and and when she lets that drop I'm like oh my god she is like so committed to this becoming a vampire thing that she imagines this like party. Or something, um, and let all and like and like got duped into going to prom, very obviously going to prom, like like not really anything else it could have been, uh, and just imagined this like biting biting ceremony or something. I I love that. Yeah, it it sort of makes me think of um a character that comes up in a lot of like sort of uh, modern vampire media that ends up being the butt of the joke. And I am thinking of like a specific episode of Buffy and Mm. I think it pops up in some other stuff where it's like, there's a like cult of humans who know about vampires and want to become vampires. Right. And they're always like a laughing stock. Yeah, kind of like the familiars in in the masquerade, right? Yeah, yeah, it is like that. And so to have Bella be the protagonist and being like that, I think is sort of interesting. Yeah, yeah, it 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 it, it plays more as like a dark obsession than like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think it really works. And I I ended up I think this was the thing that made me like this chapter overall quite a bit is that i i found that that um that sort of like fake out very effective i spent the whole thing going like (laughs) like that is even for this book that is a stretch like like her thinking it was getting married but but realizing that that's not what she was thinking at all like i i agree i think it's a little heartbreaking i i i because it because it does give you that experience for, okay, so like Midnight Sun is the book where you are reading Edward's perspective, literally, right? Mm-hmm. But I think nothing has made me understand Edward's perspective better 
than getting that rug pulled out from under me. Yeah. Right? Of just like 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 he went to all this this trouble to like make prom happen for her. And like regardless of whether or not that's something that was smart to do or that she really wanted or whatever. Um, but like for for him to be like well, okay, like, literally, what else could it have been? And for her to still be harping on about, like, I really want to be a vampire to him is just, like, th- that That really just, like, gets it across, like, oh, my God, like, she is serious about this, right? Like, yeah, and, she, and he really is, he is having the rug pulled out from under him. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a really... Because it even says, and part of, like, the heartbreak is he says that he's trying to just be lighthearted and tell a joke when he asks her what she thought. And then Mm -hmm. has to hear this really serious answer. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a a very cool moment. And I think think it is the one that just really ties the chapter together for me here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, I, 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 you know, I went into great detail about what a, what a great character I think Bella is, but I think this is such a perfect note to end on with them. Just this idea that like, she's not giving this up, right? They're compromising now, but she's not going to let it rest, right? Like this is, this is serious for her. And I think that that's very interest an interesting place to, an uneasy place to end a romance novel kind of. Oh, I mean, to end it is she wants to be a vampire and he wants her to like going to prom is like, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Darker than intended, maybe. Right. Just maybe. Just, yeah. But it's I, I think it's I think it's great. However, I do have a question for you. Sure. Because you were there. You you read Twilight like when it came out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I this may be way too far back to remember, but. I'm so curious whether you thought or saw other people thinking or whether there was like any debate about this online or whatever. The ending is a little ambiguous, is it not? It is a little. So specifically, so so they 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 hashed the conversation out again about like I want to be a vampire, you don't know you don't, I'm, you know, like I I am damned, blah blah blah. And and so they they when they speak about it, it seems like they have sort of reached another stalemate, like they did in lo- in the last chapter. But the last lines of the book are, uh, "I touched his face. Look, I said, I love you more than everything else in the world combined. Isn't that enough? Yes, it is enough." He answered, smiling. Enough for forever. And then there's a line break, and he leaned down to press his cold lips on- once more onto my throat. Yeah. And that's the end of the novel. And I was like, oh, is there supposed to be some ambiguity there? Like, did she finally talk him into it? And I'm curious if that is just me wishing that's how it ended or whether that was, did people think that, you know, did you think that reading it at the time before New Moon? I honestly have no idea. The thing is, is I, I don't want to say that I was like a late adopter because I read it mm-hmm. and I think New Moon was already out by the time that mm-hmm, I read it. But mm-hmm. New Moon came out in 2006. So there wasn't even like that much lag time mm-hmm. uh, between them. So I think that I probably just picked up the next one immediately. But but I can say that when I read it now and even from Midnight Sun's perspective, if if these novels existed in a vacuum, I'd be like, yes, that is an ambiguous ending. Yeah, I think I think maybe that is the the most concrete thing I can point to 
to to say that like this feels like it was written to be one novel just despite the fact that we have Jacob like delivering the sequel hook like right before this moment right like that <laughs> that, that feels so shoehorned in um compared to this where like this feels like and the ending of a novel that you're supposed to argue about with other people, right? right? Like, like this is a this is an inception ending type situation, right? Where it's like it's just bait almost for like it's so intentionally uh, like obscure in its language. I'm like, am I meant to take this either way? As like, because you know you can just kiss someone on the neck if you're being romantic or whatever, but like the language when you when you are a vampire. Kissing someone on the throat is a very specific image, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious. I guess if there's anyone listening to this who who thought one way or the other or has any insight, I would love to know. Like what the, what was the what was the tenor around the ending? Like did people think that she had finally convinced him at the end or or something? I because I, it, it, it just it just reads so intentionally like either way i guess i think even their conversation or their last kind of lines of dialogue here it's almost sound like the magic words like mm-hmm. she could have said the right thing she could have like made the final commitment that he's like okay now you've passed the test right right exactly yeah because because it because you know he says he kind of gives her a firm no up front but then they start talking about staying together forever and forever means something very different for a person than it does to a vampire, right? I think there's a way to read their exchange there where it's like she means forever in the vampire sense and he finally believes her, right? Little did you know that what he actually meant was that they will be breaking up as soon as she gets that <laughs> cast off. That's the other thing, right? Is I would what so how does how does Midnight Sun spin this? Because this is the in Twilight in a vacuum it feels very ambiguous. But obviously, t- Midnight Sun is the sequel to, or sequel prequel to five other books. So, like, what's 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 he thinking in 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 his version? I love you more than everything else in the world combined. Isn't that enough? And then I could smile a genuine smile. Yes, it is enough. I promised enough for forever. This time, I spoke of the real forever, my eternal forever. So he's like, it's enough for my forever that mm-hmm. you love me. Hmm. But not forever, as in I won't be with you forever. Huh. You know? He... <laughs> and then he breaks up with her immediately after. This is so crazy. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I guess we do know that the 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 because the book Twilight was written as is with no plans for there to be that many sequels, right? So I I wonder how much of this was having to, you know, s- selling the book to the publisher, the publisher striking gold with it, and them coming to her and saying like, okay, write us four more or three more, and having to maybe rewind a little bit, you know, to like a previous conflict to start with, um, which is a situation that plenty of movies, books, games, a lot of stories have been in that position. Mm-hmm. But it does. It does feel like a little like th- this is such a rom- a dark romantic ending that it is very weird to imagine. Like I cannot imagine how New Moon opens if they're breaking up, and and not only are they breaking up, but it is the it is the same breakup that Edward's been planning all through <laughs> Midnight Sun, 
right? Like, that's just so... I can't square that with what I just read. Well, I can't tell you, but I will say that I think among fans, reading Midnight Sun, it is a surprise that he had been planning to break up with her this early. Yeah, you've sort of been taking the temperature on Midnight Sun with the fan base. What what's that what's that look like? Uh it seems split between um folks who were never going to be critical of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that critically of them at all. I definitely have my own franchises that I am that <laughs> way about. Um and then people who are like um I think that there's definite disappointment, right? People mm-hmm. that are like, oh, Edward uh, is kind of, <laughs> kind of a creep or or is <laughs> like not living up to um, people's expectations, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess it's difficult to gauge just because like the Twilight fandom does not have like the presence in public space now that it did in 2006. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I, I just saw so little about Midnight Sun, even from the... Because we're, we're kind of in the midst of what a lot of, like, you know, a lot of critics are talking about, like, oh, we're in, like, a Twilight Renaissance right now. And I think some of that is very, you know, sort of ironic, right? But, like, I, I, there's enough people who love Twilight who read read a new Twilight book. I, I'm surprised at how little I, I saw about it. I I think that like half of the people I follow on Twitter probably had a Twilight phase, right? It's like that it yeah. was a very big, it was a huge deal uh, for people like our age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to like the Harry Potter subreddit, this is not a scientific analysis. It's just a, a small slice of the fandom. But like going to the Twilight subreddit, they're talking about Twilight, the books. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about Midnight Sun. No, not really. And oftentimes the movies, um, yes, more so than anything else. I, I do not think, I think Midnight Sun is not for me, and I don't think it's for very many people. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the, I, I almost feel like it's for people who really have been in the fandom for the whole time. Mm-hmm. Which I like, don't think is that many people. <laughs> <laughs> people who are like invested enough to want more like Denali Coven lore, right? Yeah, yeah, which is totally valid. But like it, you know, it's compared to other. Like on the one hand, you can you can I I I I look at this and I'm like, I think this makes it sound more authentic to describe it this way. But like, you know, like I was saying about like other legacy sequels, right? It's like so many of those are designed to bilk the fans who are always going to pay for a new thing with that on on the box out of their money, but also to like be broad enough to get new people involved, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is this is a book that is for such a narrow subset of the fan base. It's almost impressive, right? It's like... There, there. If there, if there's something I can I can say wholeheartedly as a compliment about Midnight Sun, it's that it 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 does not care a whit if you are a, if you are like not a hardcore fan, right? Like it is a Stephanie Meyer just wrote a new Twilight thing for the people obsessed with Twilight, and that's kind of cool in a sense. On the other hand, it doesn't really sound like she had that much fun writing it. Um, and 
<laughs> which which just makes the whole thing feel like this weird obligation almost to deliver this thing that people had wanted for a decade after the leak uh, convinced her to stop writing it. You know, it, it, this thing almost it feels like like writing Midnight Sun and getting Midnight Sun out there more than anything was like a literary millstone that she had to like get off of her neck, you know? I, uh, literally in the acknowledgements at the end of Midnight Sun um, before the list of people, it just says this book has been my nemesis for so many years mm. that it's hard to remember everyone who helped me along the way, but here are the heavy lifters. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this seems like a nemesis kind of novel. Yeah, that's so interesting. It is. It it has the scope of something that is written for the hardcore fans, but it just the the tenor of it is so honestly disinterested sometimes it sounds like you can you can write something that's for everyone or you can write something that is for the hardcore fans but no one is going to be able to tell that you didn't want to write something more than your hardcore fans right yeah i mean i think that it is undeniable that there is stuff in here that she wanted to say like mm-hmm. there is a there are stories in here that she cared about and wanted to tell. And it seemed like it just was anchored to this burden Mm -hmm. that is sort of self-inflicted. Yeah. That is the sort of line by line retreading of the whole thing. And I wish that I could take her by the hand before she wrote this and said, like, Stephanie, they will literally let you do anything you want. (laughs) Do this a different way. Yeah. Do it a different way. Like, there are so many options. Do it as footnotes. Do it as, like, a series of novellas. Do literally anything else. Yeah. Yeah. There there are not, you know, Twilight did not have the same staying power as, like, Harry Potter or whatever. But even so, it was very, very big. And And I can't imagine that... I, I like 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 Stephanie Meyer is one of the few authors out there I think who could literally do anything. Mm-hmm. Is the publisher going to say no? Is the publisher going to shoot down another Twilight novel? I really doubt it. Right? Like like, like instant bestsellers. It, it's it's not a criticism of of, of Midnight Sun. I, I don't think that Stephanie Meyer is like a cynical it's 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 certainly not a cash grab i don't think no there's no there's not an ounce of sellout in this novel right. i will it, say that yeah it's so specific and narrow right but it, it like you 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 read you read that afterward and 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 you 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 read that interview where she says that you know what that i've brought up time and time again that like it's released because it, i finally finished it right like it, this is like a uh like a personal challenge to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's certainly interesting. I I can't fault an author for feeling obligated to 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 do this, but at the same time, it's like it's almost a little. I I, I have a like a like a like a weird amount of empathy for just like like you 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 don't have to give the fans everything they want. You can write something different. No, no, I know. It's like just just because the first nine chapters or whatever leaked in two thousand seven, you're not yeah. you're not stuck. But yeah. I do think there was something that she wanted to tell from this. 
Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was just a cool car chase. Um, <laughs> but but for every cool car chase, there's a scene of Edward reading Pride and Prejudice over Bella's shoulder. Yeah. And those are what feels like the burden chapters. Mm-hmm. And if you're writing a book and for every car chase, there's a burden. Like, what is <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And, and especially to do it for the third time. I think that's the thing that like that that's just got to be even if you're even if you're the most excited about your own work as you could possibly be writing the same story for a third time with the same level of like granular detail, right? <laughs> that's just not going to be fulfilling, I don't think. Uh, like it it sure sounds like it wasn't in this case. Um uh yeah, I don't know. Something to be said for, I don't know, like you say, different formats, a different novel in the same universe, uh, uh, a sequel set 10 years after, catching up with the characters. There's so many things you could do to free yourself from the burden. Like, if it feels like a burden, don't write it. Maybe we'll see some more. You know, she said that there were she had two more Twilight novel ideas. So uh, I'd be interested to see what those are. And yeah. I hope I hope that they are ones that she, you know, has a little bit more freedom, you know, a little less self-imposed burden to catch up on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Twilight is a fine book. I, I I think that's where I'm landing on all this is like, it has some problems. It's very stupid in a lot of places, but I, I think that I had a very good time reading this. That's great. What else can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, really. Well, I know there's one thing you can ask for. Um, and that's an extended prom chapter. Ooh. Um, we, we did get, I, 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 I'd be curious. I, I'll send you this. We don't have time to read the whole thing because it is like a full ass chapter. But if you take a skim through this, I'd be very curious to know if this is, does it, did any of this make it into Midnight Sun? Because we got an extended chapter here that she notes at the beginning is, is just uh, quote, self-gratification at its very worst. Um, and it's just Bella and Alice hanging out and, and getting Bella her prom makeover. <laughs> um, did, did any of this make it into Midnight Sun? Uh, no, it is kind of like described as having happened. Like, okay. oh, like Bella and Alice are besties now. And, um, and Charlie is very charmed by Alice. Um, but nothing in so in such specific um, as these scenes are. Huh. That's that. See, I, I think that honestly says it all really. Cause like this, this is introduced as like, I was having too much fun writing this. Right. And then Rosalie has dialogue in this. I know. God, speaking of, we got through this whole episode without talking about Rosalie. Cause Rosalie just disappeared from my book. Like, there's like one sentence in Twilight that's like, oh, even Rosalie was there and she still wasn't talking to me. That, oh, well, that's how it ends. Well, apparently she's helping get dressed up for prom. She's giving Whoa. Bella a cor- she's giving Bella a corset Whoa. to wear. Whoa, Bella's wearing a corset with a cast? Apparently. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to admit the corset had, it, had its advantages. Wow, I breathed looking down. I have cleavage. <laughs> Wow, my God, we've got an anime filler episode here. This is, oh my God, 
Charlie sees the Aston Martin and is like, is that an Aston Martin? <laughs> Stephanie, you can just put this in your book. This is what you needs can... to be there. When you write something and you're like, this was so fun. This is the most fun I've had writing this. Put it in your book. Yeah, this should be there. As Edward is lifting me carefully out of the car, Charlie, very uncharacteristically, came out into the yard to greet us. My cheeks burned. Edward noticed and he looked at me question questioningly, but I needn't have worried. Charlie never even saw me. Is that an Aston Martin? He asked Edward in a reverent voice. <laughs> yes, the vanquished. The corners of his mouth twitched, but he controlled it. Charlie released a low whistle. Do you want to give her a try? Edward held up the key. <laughs> Holy shit. We need the guys hanging out Twilight book. Just taking a spin in the Aston Martin. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm gonna have to read this whole thing, but it's like night and day reading this and, and hearing what's in Midnight Sun, right? Like, it, she's clearly having a blast with this. And, uh... I don't know. You that's you can you can write what's fun. I think that's just solid writing advice for anyone. You got to enjoy what you're writing. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we have a very important duty that we've been oh, putting off. Oh shit. It's time. It's time to determine the final round of boyfriend points. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, so he is sitting currently at negative 65. However, <laughs> we do have to litigate one thing first. Um, okay. Although I think he might be in the clear here. Um, because we borrowed some points from Bella on loan, basically, uh, on the contingency that if she went back on the, ooh, I want to be a vampire thing. Cause she because sh she sort of changed the equation right with her new her new yep. determination yep that didn't go away so I think he gets to keep those points yep. right that's what we decided I feel a little bit like a a lawyer who defended someone who was definitely guilty but like <laughs> successfully you know hey you did your job <laughs> exactly <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, so I think we will rule that as 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 a keep. Um he doesn't have to give those points back. The 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 game did change when Bella uh uh was determined to become a vampire. So let's get on with the final boyfriend points uh calculations right off the bat. Uh, I guess you've got some stuff, a little bit of stuff pre my chapter. So is there anything in Midnight Sun that stands out as important to, uh, to calculate first? Yeah, I've got one thing mm -hmm. and I'm hoping that it's just a thought crime and we can't, we can't get it for this, <laughs> but his, uh -huh. his vision of her with kids taught like, and a husband and imagining what prom <laughs> and like telling her kids about prom is so infuriating and <laughs> and horrible like from a, from a like critical perspective i think it's a great source of conflict between bella and edward to have him want her to care about prom and she doesn't care about prom mm -hmm. but from a boyfriend points perspective it is like 
holy shit, dude, like you suck so bad for this. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Um, I think that that does can't, we, we can't, I don't think we can subtract points on that scene alone, but I think we do need to consider it when rolling in into him constructing this whole prom plan at all. Right. Cause he has like, like that is a, we, we have such a clear motivation for him an annoying motivation for him for all this. Right. And making her go to prom when, when it seems pretty obvious that she doesn't want to go. And he has this, like this, this, this bizarre bug up his ass about how she needs to go because it's, it's important for humans. Right. Like that, that, um, I, I, I think, I think we have to consider his, 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 his imagination there at least a little bit. Uh, yeah, can I read how annoying it is? Yeah, well, God, please do. I envisioned Bella 20 years from now, maturing gracefully into middle age. Like her mother, she would hold on <laughs> I, to the image I of her youth. Milf Bella. <laughs> I imagine Milf Bella. I imagine Milf Bella. She would hold on to the image of her youth longer than most. But when the lines came, they would not mar her beauty. I imagined mm. her somewhere sunny in a pretty but simple house that was, unless she changed her ways significantly, filled with clutter. Adding to the clutter would be children, two or three, maybe one boy with Charlie's curly hair and a smile, and a girl who, like Bella, took after her mother. And it goes on. It is It is uh, so bad. It yeah. Is, <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, look, I get that he's, like, being romantic and thinking about forever and family or whatever, but I, I, I just, there is no, there, there is no, like, mature... Uh, a non-annoying way to be like, damn, she's gonna, she's gonna age into one hell of a milf. Like that's just, <laughs> you, like he's lucky he didn't say that. You know what I mean? Like that's like that Bella, is such I a... can't turn you into a vampire. You'll never be a milf like <laughs> I want. I'll turn you into a vampire when you're like a cool thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crazy thing to 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 to, a fan, to fantasize about Edward. Yeah, like just just going like mm, I'm gonna wait until you've got like just just I don't know three crow's feet because I think you look really hot with those and like a little bit more sag. Like there's no way to be like that's not boyfriend points. That's so bad. He's on top of all the rest. Ugh, ugh. I mean, it's also similar to like when he um prayed to her god that they break up in that yes. like. Like, she's never said that she is religious, and in the same way, she's, like, never said that she wanted to have kids or yeah. this, like, future for herself. He's just making that up for her. And in fact, she has told him that she wants to be a vampire right now. Yeah. So, like, fuck off, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he, he gets very condescending about this stuff. Um... So much so that I, I, I do think we maybe we do knock some points off for this, even if it is just under the blanket of like being annoying. Right. Right. I didn't want to. I was rooting for him. I <laughs> argued his case um, yeah. valiantly. But now last he's week. now he's back in your office saying he needs you to defend him again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. OK, so how much does being this annoying get get him? get him knocked down honestly this has struck a nerve i'm <laughs> like 50 points i hate Oof. this okay minus 50 
Edward, not off to a strong start here. And and I think we've got to go right into the next thing, which is this this prom plan in general. His 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 determination that it's something she has to do. He's conspiring with her dad about it. Um just seems like a you know like kind of an overstep they're not they're you know she wants to be a vampire and she's not and he's not giving that to her but he will uh like go over her to her father to to set up a prom thing they've been dating for like two weeks in the book right like (laughs) yeah this isn't like this isn't like planning a surprise birthday for your girlfriend you've been engaged to for a year or whatever right this is he's They've known each other for a few weeks at this point. Also, like, Charlie's, like, a little bit mad at him right now for being, like, adjacent to her ending up in the hospital for a week. Yeah, yeah. Which is about as long as they've been together. That that very believable story that Edward told about how him and his family went to talk some (laughs) sense in there. Yeah. And she fell down some stairs walking between hotel rooms. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This just feels like a bad plan on his part. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of like a surprise party in that, like, you throw a surprise party for someone who wants a surprise party. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want a surprise party. <laughs> right. Yeah, Bella does, Bella doesn't seem, in fact, I think she has said even before this scene that she doesn't like surprises, right? Um, and, uh, I, I also think that as much as it is played for comedy in Twilight, we do have to consider Midnight Sun's perspective on events as well. Um, and she seems like genuinely pretty upset about this, right? Like she's yeah. she's trying to get out of the car. <laughs> to be fair to Edward, he does think like, oh, should I turn around? Like maybe he hadn't considered that she would actually be upset about this. Okay. Okay. But, mm, okay. Hmm. And she does, co- she does come around, right? Because he's like, please. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Like minus 25, maybe? Yeah, something like that. He, he's being spared from minus 50 for, because of that, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so minus 25. Um, dunking on Tyler. <laughs> unnecessary <laughs> okay unnecessary but but he is kind of cool i could i could this could go either way i think yeah yeah i mean it's like he like man you already got the girl in your aston martin you really yeah. gotta dunk on tyler <laughs> our boy tyler <laughs> okay so here's here's the thing um i i i think it's a really fun scene Mm-hmm. I think that it um, loses some of its potency due to the fact that it is Tyler and not like Jacob or someone else who has like actually been vying for her in like a serious competition with him, right? Why the fuck isn't it Mike Newton? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, what was the point of all of that if it's not going to be Mike Newton? If it's not going to come up again, yeah, yeah, Mike Newton, because Mike is with Angela, or Jessica now, right? One of those. I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Um, 
Well, yeah, those those really memorable, important characters you don't remember. Oh, yeah. I must have forgotten that Mike and Jessica got together. <laughs> My favorite Twilight characters. Um, uh, I, so I, I, I think that it does it, it it loses some of its power by just being a total like a total nobody character. Right. Like Tyler, you know, Tyler had a few scenes, but he's just been not even mentioned for for chapters upon chapters. So it's just it doesn't. It's 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 not exactly sporting, I guess, on Edward's part. Um, yeah, but it's I don't know, like it's a cool it's a cool James Bondy thing to say, you know, like like sorry, she's t- she's busy or whatever. That's and kinda... she'll be busy every night <laughs> until okay. I until I break up with her shortly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. From that perspective. Okay, God, Midnight <laughs> Sun throws so many wrenches into his cool moments. <laughs> because I think him saying, like, sorry, she'll be she's gonna be busy, that's a fun line. I think maybe he's laying it on a little thick with and she's going to be busy for for the rest of the nights coming up. Like that's a little much, but but him also he's lying in midnight. He's just lying if we're taking Midnight Sun as as truth here, right? Like he's just He's, this is a fake dunk. It is a fake dunk. This is this is a this is completely for show. This is not you know this is not him, uh, uh, uh displaying that you know oh we are a couple now or whatever. It's just because he's gonna he's thinking about breaking up with her. So I'm going. I I was I was ready to give him points for this, but maybe this is a minus. I mean, it's fun in Twilight, right? Yeah. What does Bella think of it? Uh, that's a good question. What did Bella think about this? Um, uh, ooh, uh oh. My face and neck flushed crimson with anger. Is that about Tyler or about Edward? I think this is, well, and and she says, I could feel the rage-induced tears starting to fill my eyes. He looked at me in surprise. Was that last part a bit too much? I didn't mean to offend you. I ignored that. You're taking me to the prom. Okay, so she's mad about the other thing. She's not really, okay, okay, okay. He's spared a little bit. But she's also not impressed. No, she doesn't go like, oh, that was a really hot thing you just said. Yeah. It kind of just flub. It's a flub and it's a lie. <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> Edward. <laughs> it was a flub and it's a lie, and his skin's all dry. <laughs> like he's, just, he's just missing on all points here. Damn it, Edward! 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 Okay, this is like what? Like a minus ten? This isn't. This isn't that. Yeah, big this a deal. is a ten. Um. Let's see. We got like we gotta scrape the barrel here. We gotta we gotta really try if we wanna get into zero. What's mm-hmm. what's next? Um prom is next, right? Actual prom. Uh I guess we can't give or take away any points for the weird, like, what if we killed everyone thing, because that's on Bella. <laughs> yeah, that's all her. That's all Bella. So 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 I don't think Edward can be held responsible for that. He makes her dance. Is that a cool move or is that an annoying move? It's cool. Cool move. He, Gets he's her to like dance. leading. He's he, and he knows how to dance and he's leading the dance and and 
what else do you want from your vampire boyfriend than to like be a good lead dancer? Yeah. Oh, sorry. This is a complete aside, but there's one there's one line that I highlighted here that I thought was really funny. Um where when when I said that there was like one line that mentioned Rosalie, uh mm-hmm. the feeling of comfort disappeared. There had been no progress with Rosalie, though I was on quite good terms with her sometimes husband. Sometimes husband? Sometimes husband. Sometimes husband? This is em- Emmett. So she's talking about Emmett, and she she mentions like, "Oh, Emmett enjoyed having me around. He thought my human reactions were hilarious, uh, or maybe it was the fact that I fell down a lot that he found so funny." But so Emmett, there's a chance. Emmett sometimes husband. Maybe they've you know maybe they have an understanding. Maybe there's the kind of an open thing going on with Emmett and Rosalie. There's Bella? a chance. There's a chance. Emmett. I'm just saying. Emmett. Emmett's pretty. Shoot your shot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, he gets her to dance. Plus plus five, plus ten. What you know? That's a ten. It's a ten right? plus ten. He does some yeah. waltz. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That means cooler than whatever the other vampires are doing. It sounds <laughs> They're like square dancing over there. <laughs> so he's waltzing to "She Will Be Loved" by Maroon Five, which isn't great, but. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, oh, when Jacob shows up. I guess that's something. He, he, how's his behavior with Jacob, do you think? Uh, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sort of, I mean, in my book, it's like totally whatever. Like, he sort of like glares at him or whatever, but like, the, he doesn't make a scene. I guess, right. I guess any, any scene is all in his head, right? So. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, in his head, like he's like, oh, I am jealous, but also it's like he's he's nice, and it's more to do with me than it is to do with him. So he's like being pretty mature about it. Okay, I will I will scrape a a little bit of peanut butter out of the jar here. I think mm-hmm. that the way that Edward ends the conversation between he kind of steps into the conversation in kind of a cool guy way. Um, cause, cause Jacob is like kind of trying it on a little bit and he's like, uh, uh, can I, can I, can I dance or whatever? And Edward's just like, I'll take it from here. Like he's, he's just there, you know? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want me to dance again or can I help you get somewhere? Edward answered for me. That's all right, Jacob. I'll take it from here. Jacob flinched and stared wide-eyed at Edward who stood just beside us. Hey, I didn't see you there. He mumbled. <laughs> That's kind of, a cool, <laughs> kind of a cool guy move. Yeah, yeah. He's being very casual about it. Um, plus five? Sure, you could have five for that. You can have plus five, okay. What's next? What's next? Nothing. Really getting to the end here. I guess their next thing is just the argument about turning into a vampire or not. Edward, I'm so sorry, man. I don't know if this is happening. <laughs> oh, no. Hmm. We've come so far. Yeah, all that's left really is the discussion they have. Where, well, he's incredulous. He didn't realize that she expected that to happen that night. Yep. That 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 that, that she was expecting to be turned, um, and he's gracious about it. Um, and he kind of outlines his stance again. Um. Yeah, 
Uh, not really like points worthy in either direction, though. It's just sort of like matter of fact, right? It's just that he's just stating his opinion. Yep, pretty much. Um, and I hate to say this, but we kind of have an elephant in the room here because I was sure. I was about to say it is nice that he says he's gonna love her forever, and and he hopes that that's enough and whatever. But he is lying. <laughs> Midnight Sun has made it so he is lying here. I mean, he is going to love her forever, but that is sort of what you say when you're breaking up, you know? <laughs> I will I will always remember this. I will always cherish our relationship. <laughs> the time we had together was out of this world, but... I will always... A part of me will always love you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ouch. Ouch, ouch, oof, ow. Um... <laughs> Edward, yeah, see, he's lying. He's lying through his teeth here. If He's if lying. We, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And see, here's here's the thing that makes it, I, I, would, I would say not worth points in either direction if it was just that he was saying, I love you, I, I will love you forever. A part of me will, you know, doing doing that kind of like letting her down break up, right? Um, mm-hmm. Letting her down gently. But that's not what he's doing. <laughs> That's super not what he does in this scene. <laughs> Knowing that he has to break up with her, he just plays along and says, I, I love you forever, and gives her a big old hickey on the neck, right? Yep. One last hickey for the road. Uh-huh. That feels more like he just couldn't seal the deal. Like, like, if you're going to break up with her, break up with her, right? Like, stringing this out benefits nobody so i think maybe 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 this is a minus i hate to say it yeah yep how much how how what's the damage <laughs> i mean might as well go out with a bang right this sucks real bad <laughs> he's he's lying about loving her forever i mean i guess he's not lying about loving her forever but he is certainly not being upfront about uh, what his uh, real thoughts about the situation are, and letting the book end, you know, this 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 prompt, this this experience. Okay, not even thinking about it like narratively, thinking about it like this is a thing that he, an event that he has set up to take her to, right? Like he set up. I mean, it's it's fucking nonsense. He 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 worked in secret to set this whole prom thing up to take her to prom because it's important for her to go to prom to have the memories of going to prom because she'll regret it if she doesn't go so he is going to pretend to be her boyfriend for like an extra day so she can go to prom i guess thinking in his stupid vampire brain that she's gonna think like oh well I'm not with Edward anymore, but at least I went to prom. I will cherish that memory forever and not think, wow, I can't believe I dated this guy who told me he would love me forever and was with me at the hospital and then took me to prom and told me he'd love me forever and then broke up with me immediately afterwards. Like, that's like that's what she's going to remember, Edward. Yeah, that's kind of setting her up for some bullshit. Yeah, that's just making it worse. That is just really dragging things. Like, every look, I get it. Everyone has been in a situation where you need to tell someone some, something and there's just never a good time, right? Sometimes there's no time, there's no good place to give someone bad news. But, like, oh my god, Edward, like, you are just 
She is not going to remember what a good time she had at prom watching the vampires uh, do the do the Charleston. <laughs> She's going to remember how you like made her go to this thing she didn't want to go to and then dumped you. Like <laughs> insane. Like what was he thinking? I mean, it all in service to like fulfill this idea that she's going to think of like relay it wistfully to her future children that are not with him and she's not a vampire like mm -hmm. this is bad yeah <laughs> edward my man well how many how many i mean this is the end of the book yeah minus 500 <laughs> Edward's going straight to hell. Fuck. Minus 500 points. <laughs> he, re But you're right. He fumbled the fucking bag. Yep. Completely. He's lying. He's just lying in Midnight Sun. <laughs> Edward. Edward. <laughs> My God, man. Real fuck up on his part. Yeah. That is tragic. That would bring him to okay. Let's 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 roll up our sleeves. Let's see what he's sitting at here. Okay, so he was at negative sixty. He was at a good score. He was in such a good position here. I know. He even got to keep the points that were borrowed. Right? Like, wow. Minus twenty-five. Edward is. <laughs> Edward's at negative six hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> Edward, my man. <laughs> we tried so hard. We tried. We we really tried. We we assembled. We we were the best team of vampire lawyers here. We were. We tried to fight through against all odds. Him watching <laughs> her sleep, the microdosing her smell. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fuck me. <laughs> Oh, he fantasized about snapping everyone in the high school's necks mm -hmm. at some point. You know, he, we, we assembled a crack team of lawyers and we nearly got him to zero points. Even through wiping out the mountain lion population in <laughs> Washington State. Those are endangered, Edward. But we were there for you. And this is, this is how he... This is how he messes it all up at the very end, at the last second, at the end zone, a second on the clock. <laughs> he fucks this up. He fucks this up so bad. Very disappointing. Edward. However, can I, can I, if, if I'm, if I'm to shift back into lawyer mode one last time here. Okay. So done and dusted. Negative 635. Yep. Fair. If you take both books into account. However, in Twilight, he's not lying. I, I refuse to believe Twilight was written with him lying in mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and what you, a romantic scene, then. Yeah. If you pretend, if we pretend that Midnight Sun doesn't exist. Hey, like two years ago, it didn't exist. And two, yes. If, we're to, if we think back to the, to the distant past of, of pre-November 2020, uh, I, I think... He would have been sitting at a... Okay, so let's see. So he wouldn't have lost the 50 for his uh, his fantasy about her being 
uh, uh, sexy milf, and he wouldn't have lost. Uh, look, if he hadn't been lying about all that stuff, and he hadn't been fantasizing about her as a sexy milf with a bunch of kids, mm-hmm. he'd be sitting at a cool negative eighty-five. Before this conversation at the the romantic conversation at the oh, end, right? Yes, yes. Before, yes, yes, yes. So that's before. So if this conver- if if we take the Twilight version of this conversation, mm-hmm. where he's not li- like that conflict has been resolved in this book, as far as I'm concerned, it sounds like New Moon throws another wrench into that. But 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 that is New Moon's problem. Um, I don't know. I'd give him like. 50 points for this. It's pretty nice. Pretty, yeah. Nice. What does that bring him to? He'd be at negative 35. <laughs> Which <laughs> you know good. what? Pretty good considering. <laughs> He's not going right. to zero in any version of this. I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> oh my God. Negative 635 points with both books taken into account. Edward. That's so disappointing. <laughs> and everyone thought we were too generous Every, everyone thought that we were being too kind to him well here we are here he is he's in <laughs> he's in the trash sorry edward <sighs> i guess this i guess this means we need to read the rest of the series to see if he gets to zero by the end of breaking dawn Oh, I highly ah. doubt that. But perhaps, <laughs> perhaps one day we'll we'll know the know the true boyfriend point score. Oh my god! Well, any any last business with Twilight or Midnight Sun? Anything? Anything pressing? I don't think so. All right. I guess in that case, it's time for us to take it to the close. Let's do it. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash streetcast. And Liz, what are we watching next week? Uh, We'll be watching the acclaimed film Twilight. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. I've only I've seen clips. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen the full movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I will still find time to please read another book. Please read another book. Makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.